0: Welcome to Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius, your source for horror, sci-fi, suspense, and all things violent. Thank you for watching. I do appreciate it. Generally, at the end of the episode, I will share either a chapter from one of my novels or a short horror story. But sometimes what I think is more fun is reading a death scene, narrating something myself, being at the Book Mesa this past week. Was incredible. One of the things that made it super awesome, let me connect with readers, was having them choose on a Try Not to Die story. So, on one of the Try Not to Die uh, novellas, I had them pick a decision. What are they going to do? Are they going to do A, B, or C? If they pick the wrong one, they will die. So many people just love the idea. They loved uh, the whole concept that made them think of Choose Your Own Adventure, which I'm not connected to in any way. I've already had a letter from them saying I couldn't use that in advertising. Just a lot of people say that. A lot of people, it makes them, you know, it reminds them of their childhood and reading that series. That series is what made, made me start writing the Try Not to Die series. But that was the coolest part. I would suggest a book one of the seven books that I had there. I didn't have book eight yet, trying to die back at Grandma's house so that just came out, but I didn't have that one there. So I would have them pick one of the seven, or if they look like, if they're into heavy metal, then I would do Try Not To Die at Death Fest. That's one of my favorites. Uh, I even have a tattooed on myself. So that was one of the reasons why I wanted to read it because I'm a narcissist and I like showing that shit off. I admit it. So that's what we will be doing at the end of this episode. We will be doing a death scene from well, not only a death scene, a death scene and the next correct scene from "Try Not to Die at Deathbed." So I will be reading that to you guys in a little bit. The last podcast I talked about Friday at the book mace. I didn't talk about Saturday or Sunday. Holy fucking shit! Saturday was nuts. So many people in one place. I was in. I got was very fortunate. My booth location was awesome, the main German hall, which meant that. Pretty much everybody that went to that book fair walked by my booth at some point. Maybe they didn't stop, maybe they didn't see it. Maybe they didn't care like, that I could have fucked that guy from the US and why is he in our hall? But yeah, it was a lot of people. It was nonstop movement if think you know fortunately Nico was there to help me. Uh, so he was able to take on half the people, the most of the German speakers. although I had I did have a lot of conversations myself with people in German. Of course it was very basic. But I was able to greet them, ask them if they wanted to read in English or in German, then what kind of books they liked and, you know, finishing the transaction, you know, with the sale. So that was pretty cool. That was a, that was a lot of fun, but yeah, Saturday, man, just, it was insane. So that was pretty cool. All kinds of great connections. Did all the fun death, you know, trying us to die at the booth. Thank you to Alvin for encouraging me to do that. Yeah. That was his idea. I've done it before, but I hadn't thought about doing it here. So that was awesome. Yeah. And then Sunday was also a really good day. It was not nearly as crowded, but yeah, so much incredible stuff has occurred from this. But also, man, it is also the hardest fucking thing I think for sure that I've done this year. Probably I've done it a long time. Not only just the lack of sleep, lack of food, just being on my feet moving all the walking holy shit i'm not used to wearing shoes i just you know i I hang around the house i work out here and then i go do jiu-jitsu and that's barefoot so wearing dress shoes and then even just regular shoes the amount of walking that i did my fucking hip hurt so bad well my knee wasn't feeling that great and this isn't going to be an all bitch session by the way i'm just telling you what's up and you could probably tell from the last videos that yeah i was tired i was in a lot of pain Anyone that saw me walking around be like, Oh yeah, that dude is 51. He looks it, you know, cause I need a hip replacement. When I got my ACL, MCL looked at and said, yeah, that's torn. You should use, get surgery on it. The doctor also looked at my hip. He only looked at one of them. I have a feeling the other one might be the same way due to the level of pain. But he said, Oh yeah, you need a full hip replacement. And I was like, fuck that. Cause I want to still do jujitsu. So, and he agreed with me. He's like, okay. As long as you're able to do the things that you love, then keep doing it. You don't need surgery. Surgery is so you can do the things that you want to do and you aren't able to at the time. So I was like, okay, let's just go. Um, But that honestly worried me a little bit too. You know, even walking at the airport, fucking so much pain. I was like, oh man, did I just screw myself up? Am I going to be able to return to jujitsu? If I couldn't even just walk around, if I couldn't be on my feet all day, how am I going to handle going back into jujitsu? You know, and just think, is like, fuck, is surgery something I need to do? But I took off. Monday was brutal on my flight home. It was really nice. to talked to this wonderful lady that sat next to me. We talked nearly the whole time. Neither of us slept. And, or maybe an hour on this 12-hour flight. That I got home, was with the family. So I was pretty much up for like 25 hours. And my body was in a lot of pain. So I was pretty shitty. Tuesday, I wasn't up for going to train. I was wiped out, falling asleep at 7 o'clock. Every morning I've been waking up like at 3, 3.30, but that's all right because I've been working. So I work uh, from like 3.30 until 5.30, then I go to jiu-jitsu, which is awesome. So I went Wednesday, which was fun. Thursday uh, is my first time going to Coach Miko's class. So that was really cool. Um, not going to say who's I like better. I already got yelled at by Coach West for that. Not yelled at, but we're just having good fun. So, man, I'm going to get distracted today. I might have smoked some weed this morning too. Anyhow, and for those of you that were in Germany, uh, this is kind of a reintroduction. I have probably so many new friends, new fans that know nothing about me, don't know that I'm lifelong stoner. Maybe I was high while I was talking to them, but it's all good. And that I can, you know, it just it's something that benefits me, not something that I promote and say, hey, you should do it. But for me, yeah, I've been doing it since I was 15. So yeah, 36 years of using it, utilizing it, letting it help me. I realize, especially with all the brain stuff I've had going on, I've had concussions since that same age, lots of head trauma. So that was my way of soothing myself to, to medicate, to make it to where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to kill someone or myself or whatever else. So anyhow, now what's up? Oh, so yeah, being able to return to jujitsu, that was awesome. Although this morning, man, my back was fucking hurting. I thought about, I got up at four today. I slept in, or 350, and I worked for a bit, but my low back was just killing me. I'm like, oh shit, what's going on? Wasn't sure if I was going to be able to train or not, but I said, okay, for sure I'm going to go, and at least, you know, I'll, I'll watch, if nothing else. But I go there, and I warmed up, and it hurt even just to lay down. But I got through almost all class. I asked Coach, I was like, hey, can I take off? And he's like, of course you can. Like, And he made a, you know, he, he talked to everyone, like, I want you guys, even if you're going at 10%, that's better than 0%. Do what's right for your body. He would never ask anyone. And this goes for all coaches. Like never ask for you to do anything that would hurt you or is uncomfortable or whatever else. So I took his advice and I left early. Oh, man, Probably about 15 minutes. But again, in a lot of pain. And then I have to rush home to take my son to school, drive back, take my daughter to school come back, post some shit on Instagram because I'm cool like that. And uh, yeah, so that's what's been going on. I'm highly motivated. I've been having, so on top of all these incredible conversations, which is amazing, all these different people I connected with, super cool, very grateful. There's all this other great stuff going on from publishers reaching out to me, very large publishers, interested parties. So who knows what's going to happen with the series, but I feel like, you know what? I have a very good product that I've together over the last 10 years really grinding on it the last five i have so many awesome co-authors by connecting with all of them by working together with them we're producing something that's going to be too big to fail that has always been the goal i don't know how much i ever really believed it but after yeah after seeing everyone's reactions it was pretty incredible i was like okay i just need to find the right readers because these people are loving it so Thank you guys, everyone that has helped encourage me. I have thought of this as being kind of a, you know, a silly thing, a throwaway thing, not important, but you know, since we, since we really started going after it, I'm all about it. So much so that I have postponed so much of my own writing. Right. So that's been a big thing while talking about, you know, try not to die is like, well, I have all these other books and those did really well too, but all my attention was on, you know, the try not to die. So, I wasn't pushing nearly as much Twisted Reunion, tanz in German, but they still sold a lot of copies. So did Brightside. Producer is looking at that now to see if maybe we could set a movie of Brightside in Germany. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. So everything's been incredible. Getting back into uh, training has been great. Uh, it's funny when I told coach that, uh, yeah, this is going to take off. You know, I, I felt terrible, but he's like, dude, he's like... He reminded me of just my age and he said he had someone that was in their 30s complaining about you know getting old and not sure if they're going to be able to do it anymore and this and that and he's like hey i got this 51 year old that will uh, kick your ass and he might have been joking about the kick your ass thing but i would at least be competitive and that's pretty awesome yeah it makes me forget how old i am you know not that yeah 51 is pretty fucking old i never thought i would be doing this at 51 uh being able to do jiu-jitsu but yeah it is pretty cool if i have to deal with pain and stuff afterwards then so be it but generally um yeah after training i might be sore i might be tired but no pain like i had from all that uh walking around and bullshit. so from now on no more walking around just go and do jujitsu uh and my wife just registered for worlds nogi in vegas in december she's getting me registered now I only have like three or four pounds to drop and I get to go to the next division, weight division. So that's pretty awesome. This is the lightest I have been since high school. There have been a couple of times where I've dropped down to 205, but it was never healthy. I never maintained it. This is just happening because my body's going to where it needs to go. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not trying to eat extra healthy. It's just if I go train, then I'm probably making some better choices. I'm not nearly as hungry. Uh, it's a little bit more important that uh, yeah, I don't want to get killed by guys half my age, so I do need to look after a little bit. But I'm excited about that. I think that is in December. I got to figure that out, but we shall see. Oh, check it out! Just got in new stickers. So these barely these came in when I was in Germany. So kind of a bummer. These are pretty cool. I died at death best for those that are just listening and can't actually see what the fuck I'm talking about. And we have the try not to die moth i was telling so many people well everyone loved those and i was telling everyone like oh yeah i'm gonna get that tattooed on my chest i'm gonna get it tattooed on my chest so now i guess i better fucking get it tattooed on my chest i think it's super cool so but the only problem now is figuring out when i will get it tattooed on my chest because that would mean i would have to take off time from jiu-jitsu you can't do both and i really don't want to take off two weeks so if my knee ever completely blows or if i have to have a hip replacement i guess that's the time i will also tattoo it across my chest and way bigger than that i want to take it the whole thing gotta figure out a cool use of my nipples yeah i think we'll figure something out my wife says no only because i'm so i got a hairy chest and whatever she said no to other things and i haven't listened um, so and i'm still here oh before i forget all this try not to die talk. I almost forgot that try not to die in the Wizard's Tower is 99 cents in Canada. No, not Canada. That sucks. Just the UK and the US. That's on Amazon, Kindle Unlimited. What else? I had some other notes, but you know what? Let's wrap this shit up because it's Friday. I've had a long week. Uh, one thing that's really cool too. So, you know, I, I've done so much work. I was, Cranking out like every day at the bookmaker, at the book fair. Sometimes I work until like 12 o'clock at night. I was working all morning. I got a lot of shit done. Just, since I got home, I've been doing a lot of stuff, even though I'm exhausted, even though I'm tired. But I'm finally hitting a point I was like, okay, now I could kind of cruise a little bit. And by cruise a little bit, maybe I'll take off a little bit of today, maybe a tiny bit of tomorrow, but not really. I'll be reading the new Death Best Confession stories that just came in. Holy shit. Totally forgot to tell you guys about that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I completely forget about, and I don't in, enjoy book releases. And like uh, trying to die back at Grandma's house. That's cool. That's a you know the first one was written ten years ago. I think PW and I did a good job with it. I was excited about it. I think the ending is pretty funny, but I didn't talk about it at all when it came out. I forgot about it, and the next day I was like, oh yeah, shit, it's out. So that's a number one new release and interactive stories but super small category uh, but it's fun it's awesome check it out if you have not checked it out and we have the deathbed confessions that are out beast brother came out last week and in english and in german and this week we had simone's story come out die forever in english and german the german one is kick and ass it's number one in horror short stories in germany in several categories she has so many fans. They're really digging it. There's such a heavy metal crowd there. And they're hungry for new stories, horror stories. And they're going back and they're buying The State for Bruder. So that's a Damon story. And so really cool. In two days, maybe even tomorrow, we'll have the third story. That took me a little while to get it all together. But again, I've been doing a fucking lot. So I'm going to cut myself some slack. I was upset at myself for not getting those two done in time for the fair. But Caitlin's, yeah, that one will come out tomorrow. That one is Eat Me. And I should remind you guys that these are extreme horror stories. So the first one doesn't contain any sex, but just really violent. The next two, damn. So this is the, they're the hardest stories, or the most hardcore stories that I have put out, that i published. Usually I only put out what I'm writing or co-authors. So, But I didn't have any part of the creation in this. But I enjoy them. And they are stories that I'll probably always remember, whether or not I want to. So thank you to Caitlin, Simone. You guys did a great job. I'm not sure what story is coming out next, but I am definitely planning on having all 15 out before Christmas. We'll release the 15, maybe with a bonus story. Um, In you'll be a nice paperback or hardcover book, probably hardcover will be full length too, because each of these is about 5,000 words. That's probably the average. So yeah, we're not fucking around. The Best of Death Fest will be a little, uh, a small book. That'll be out about the same time. That'll include all the lyrics, the 15 bands, most to I think 11 of them, Luke wrote. 11 or 12, and the rest are uh, other, other authors. So that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, and then we'll also have a little bio about each of these bands, these pretend bands. So definitely check that out, Death Best Confessions. That will be going on. But let's do this shit. Let's do the next scene from Death Best. All right, so last time, and this works out great because this is one of the death scenes that I gave to many of the people in Germany. I was like, you know what? I'm not about trying to trick someone into liking my stuff. I'd rather be like, hey, this is pretty much a good example. If you like this, if you're cool with this, you probably like my writing that's what i do with Brightside. i would tell them hey read the three first three paragraphs you'll know whether or not like if you want to go on to the next page then you and i are probably going to be cool you're probably going to like this book and if you don't then fuck you <laughs> No, I, I never said that um no honestly like if you don't like it that's cool and maybe you'll like another book maybe you like a different style maybe a different co-author maybe you just got a shitty taste in writing but whatever that's why what i tell my daughter all right, so let's do it. So last time I read from here, this professor just pushed you into the bathroom, the porta potty. He's got your hand wrench behind your back. He's telling you to give you his phone, uh, your phone. So he wants to delete a video, probably. So you have to either hand over the phone or refuse to hand it over and yell for help. So I don't know. Let's do let's do the other one. Let's do sixty-four fuck i'm gonna lose my page too oh it's right here wow i'm glad i thought of that right but where to go back to in case you die all right here we go this guy's going to tear my shoulder out of its socket if i don't hand over the phone hold on i say through smushed lips let me get it he lets a little pressure off my face but keeps my arm pinned back on the verge of something snapping i reach across my stomach and into my front pocket the angle all wrong Hurry up, he says, cranking my shoulder just as my phone's sliding out. Oh, shit, I say, fumbling for the phone, hearing it splash into the filth below. That phone's my life. Everything is on it. You asshole, I yell, turning toward him with everything I have, tearing my tendons but staying pinned against the wall. He jerks my right hand up my back and pushes down my head, the plastic scraping my cheek raw. I go to scream, but it's cut off as my jaw slams onto the piss-soaked section right beside the hole. The crack of the bone and unbearable pain telling me it's broken. The psycho keeps his head on my head, his hand on my head and drags it over the hole. I have no levers to fight back. My free hand useless, unable to grab anything. My right foot is kicked out from under me and I drop into darkness. That arm still trapped behind my back, the other pinned to my side against the rim. The top of my head is in the wastewater, a soggy piece of shit brushing against my eyes. I try to scream, but my mouth hangs open, the smell making me gag. There's incredible pressure on my back the man grunts there he says as i free fall my head smashing into the bottom of the potty the filth filling my mouth i try to spit it out but only more flows in and down my throat nothing i can do to stop it good fucking job killed our buddy jerry so i thought that was a fun way to go all right so what you should have done was refuse the hand over the phone and yell for help see Cowards are rewarded with life. I think that's probably a good lesson lesson in life. Yeah, be a little be a little puss. All right, here we go. Page seventy two. This is where we turned it up a little bit. All right, my phone is my life, and I'm not about to hand it over when there are security guards 20 yards away. Get off me, asshole, I say through gritted teeth, my face pressing into the hot blue plastic. Last chance, Mr. Tolman. Miller? He wrenches my arm higher, puts me on my tiptoes, smashes my face into the hot plastic of the porta potty Front right pocket, I say, my words all mushed together. Fingers slip into my jeans and I pull out the phone. Professor Miller releases my hand but keeps me pinned. No space between us, his elbow keeping my arm jacked behind my back. Cold metal presses against my neck, the blade threatening to split skin and spill blood. What's your pattern? I start to ask, what pattern? Then remember the swipe lock on my phone. Let her in, starting bottom left corner. The blade pulls away, and there's nothing but muffled music and the rancid air wheezing through my nose. Miller surprises me by slipping the phone back into my pocket, presumably minus one recently taken video. Tell no one. Not a soul, I say through clenched teeth, my face still pressed against the wall. I pray you are a man of your word, Mr. Tolman, he says, breathed on my neck. He raises my elbow, my shoulder about to burst. I guarantee you that I am. My heart's pounding, face burning, every, everything in me wanting to scream for help. I smash it all down and say, I am. Stay another couple of minutes, Miller says. Do not follow me. I won't, I swear. The door swings shut. I lock it, slam my fist on the side, the porta potty shaking like my body, my legs about to buckle. I take a deep breath of nastiness that nearly makes me hurl. I keep it together long enough to relieve myself on the water bottle I dropped into the sewage below. Miller's been gone almost five minutes, but I'm still afraid to leave. I'm such a chicken, imagining the crowd outside waiting to film the loser who got punked by a middle-aged nerd. I'm barely out the door when a double fisting potbellied guy squeezes past me in a hurry to take care of business. Some of his beer sloshes out and onto my shoes. I don't even care. I'm just glad for the breath of fresh air and that no one is looking my way. I head back to the vendor of tents near the entrance, <clears throat> walking slowly to check my phone. Looks like all Miller did was delete the video. I suppose I should be happy, but it's taken all I've gotten. I have to smash it on the ground, all to impress Kyle. Hey, Luna says, standing right where I left her. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm fine, I say, brushing it off. Just a long line. Your cheek, she says, raising her water bottle. It's all red and not from blushing this time. The skin's raised and rough, like someone took sandpaper to it. It's a little embarrassing. I fell stepping into the porta potty Hold on, turning the goddamn page. Luna's mid-chug and burst, out laughing, and burst out laughing, spraying my face with water. My God, oh my God, I'm sorry. She manages to get out. She's doubled over hand to heart like the laughter's gonna kill her. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I can totally tell, I say with a smile. Luna steps close and grabs the bottom of her shirt, stretching to my face, the fabric warm and damp from rubbing on her skin. Thanks for the face wash, I whisper through her shirt. Adding your sweat is a nice touch. Luna lowers her shirt and lays the lightest kiss on my cheek. My poor clumsy baby, nothing's too good for you. I smile, hiding that she just Kiss the coward. Tess get back to you? They inside yet? Yep. North entrance to stage three. Wherever that is. Way off to our left is a giant banner spread across the fence blocking the back of stage one. The names of the bands playing, they're too small to read. I turn and point north towards the second stage. So that's stage two. I turn to my side. And three is over there. Nice. You ready to rock? Luna asks. Professor Miller and all my bullshit can take a back seat. I grab Luna's hand and say let's do it. I lead her through the inflow of people pouring through the front gates. We pass the beer lines and Luna turns her head. It's got to be at least a 20 minute wait for beer she says. sounding like she wouldn't mind getting one. The lines won't be shorted by the stages. You drink much? Just a beer here and there. I'm not much of a drinker. Cool. I make a mental note not to get too drunk and then realize that 10 bucks a pop. I won't be getting many beers either way. I point towards the shorter line, closer to stage three. Down that way, go right at the booth. The banner for stage three is about a hundred yards ahead. A row of vendor booths to our left, food trucks on the right. This place is huge, Luna says, taking it all in. Big as I've been to. Halfway there, the music from the stage overpowers the music from the loudspeakers spread around the vendor area. It muddies and merges into a new soundtrack. I make out the guitar of the Song of the Sword, Walk the plank is my favorite, Luna says. If we hurry, I say, I'll ask them to switch it. She slows me back to a walk. Very funny. We both know the chorus, Luna singing a mouth and me mouthing the words. The cutlass slashes, no time for ashes. Do you believe they really travel the world by sea? I ask. I've seen their videos. Looks legit, she says. Maybe they docked their boat down the Missouri and Ubered in. <laughs> yeah, maybe, she says, chuckling lightly. The banner for stage three is big enough to read. Red Jolly Roger, Gothica, Systemic Collapse, Necrotidus Omnis and more. Any of them you're caring about seeing? The only must for me is Omnis. I used to listen to Gothica all the time and Necrotidus is cool for a song or two, but if I had to choose one, it would be O.M. We're nearing the end of the row, the music so loud I lean closer to ask Luna what she said. She keeps walking, head cocked to the left. Do you hear screaming? No, I don't hear anything, I say, but then I do. Screams of help mixed into the music. Luna pulls me after points at the taco truck. I think it's coming from there, she says. It's not from inside the truck. A real thin blonde with black streaks is standing up to the side, screaming, her neck taut. Get off him! Help! Luna says, oh shit, and runs for her. The woman keeps screaming. She's shouting at security guards who struggle to contain a scrawny guy with a bushy black beard flailing about on the ground. You'll kill him, she screams. Let him go. The guard with the glasses has his knee on the guy's back. No danger of choking the suspect. But this woman is hysterical, turning to us, yelling at us to do something. Help me. Rear stage three, at food truck. The guard with the blonde ponytail speaks into the walkie on her shoulder. And grabs Blackbeard's wrist to keep him still. The chorus kicks in and Blackbeard starts singing along, screaming more than singing, bucking like a Bronco. The guard's barely able to keep him on the ground. No one else is singing now, Blackbeard's girlfriend calling others for help. Some dude that smells of fresh puke rushes up alongside. What the hell? Three more guys come running, sweat pouring off them. The one in the green shirt is filming with his phone, yelling at the guards to leave Blackbeard alone. The blonde releases Blackbeard's hand to try her mic again, but goes right back when he punches her. He lands the shot, but she snatches his wrist, drives it to the ground. We make eye contact, and she shouts at me, Shut her up! Let him go! The girlfriend yells. She snatches Luna's water bottle and chucks it at the guards. The blonde ducks. The bottle bounces off the other guard's glasses and lands near a sword laying on the ground. A smear of blood runs along the edge of the blade. Everyone's looking at it, guards included. There's a cop running our way, but there's no chance he's reaching us before someone does something stupid. I've got to get us out of here or put a stop to this. All right, guys, Jesus Christ, time for a decision. Oh, it's an easy one. There are only, just like the last one, I don't know what I was thinking. Glenn and I were thinking, but there are only two choices. So are you going to grab the sword to control the crowd? If so, turn to page 52 if you have the real copy, or you can grab Luna and split before someone gets hurt turn to page 42. So grab the sword to control the crowd or grab Luna and split before someone gets hurt. Guys, this is it. Thank you so much for paying attention. Sorry, I didn't respond to comments, but again, I get easily distracted. I got to stay focused or I will lose it all. I think, hope you guys understand. Hope you have an incredible week. I will do this again next week. Yeah, Might as well keep doing that live. It makes it a little bit easier for me, gets the shit done. And if someone's watching, then that's super cool. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I will talk to you next week. Peace.